0: Hello, and welcome to the SEED e-learning podcast. My name is Rachel Wilder, and I will be your host for this podcast, where we focus on all things e-learning in SEED. Today, I am joined by Karen Sylvester, who is a learning technologist here in SEED. Karen did an MA in Educational Technology here at the University of Manchester, and her dissertation was based on gamification, where she concept-designed a pronunciation activity. After her MA, she then went to FutureWorks where she did a three year professional diploma in games design and development before joining us here. Today we, we will be discussing gamification in education. Hello, Karen. How are you today?
1: Hi, Rachel.
0: It's good to see you. Good to see you. We actually work together day to day, don't we? So this is quite of a weird introduction. <laughs> So let's just hop straight on in. So can you start by telling us about what gamification in education is?
1: Yeah. Uh, So the simplest explanation for gamification is whenever you take an activity that is not a game and you turn it into something that looks and plays as if it is one. So this very action is not without its resistance, whether that's in the field of marketing or whether it's in you know, sort of sports or finances and and even it had its critics 800 years ago with Thomas Aquinas because the, the feeling is that play should be for fun and for nothing else but if we look around us, everywhere around us, then we can see that humans, we play since we're babies or children or in our 80s and all animals on the planet play. So if that's cats, dogs, sheep, polar bears, fish. So what we know is that play is a phenomena that stretches completely across the spectrum and across all of our understanding. It's a behavior that is in plain sight. And it might be because, because that activity is so obvious that sometimes it lacks the intrigue needed to sort of really properly take a look and understand it. Um, But, In fact, play can be investigated from many different perspectives. So you could take a biological viewpoint and you could sort of think about the fact that play is inherent in all animals, or you can look at it from a psychological perspective. What is it? Why do we need it? And what is it giving to us? Uh, You can look at it from a historical perspective. So you know, there are games that were played in Egypt um, that we have board games for that we can't play anymore. <laughs> but um, It can be looked at from a sociological perspective, anthropo oh, I can't say that word. <laughs> um, anthropological, <laughs> I'm not very good at that. <laughs> Philosophical, it really, it, you know, the problem with pay is not about discovery, but about explaining um, what we mean by play, what we mean by games, what we mean by gamification. Um, However, uh, you know, seriously, the basically even Plato said 2000 years ago, the central aim of pedagogy is to encourage learning as a form of play. And this is why, you know, gamification might have its critics, whether it's done in marketing or whether it's done on Instagram or, you know, some other form. But in terms of education, gamification is an absolute match because play is about learning.
0: It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because like you always take it back to school and you take it back to primary school and you don't realize that you're learning. You don't realize that you're developing these, these skills, your language skills, numeracy skills. Mm-hmm. You, the way of encouraging people to be interested in learning is often through games isn't it it's it's learning without realizing that you're learning and then applying that that's right I mean
1: if you just if you just take a if you've got a pet and you look at your cat um and and she's playing with her food or she's playing with a piece of string why is she doing that what what is the goal you know
0: interesting interesting I'm now just I'm just thinking about like my own like little boy and just like because he's at that age he's just turned two and everything's learning for him and he he learns by doing and it's so interesting to see how he he figures stuff out
1: You know if you think about um people who are strategizing and and working out something did they learn it with checkers you know or with chess
0: oh yeah yeah I wasn't even thinking that, I was it's I was thinking risk. So what, what do you think are the main benefits to teaching and how this can impact on the student's experience?
1: Well, to understand the benefits of uh, gamifying a learning activity, um, then you have to understand play. So as I said before, um, there's a lot of resistance to play and that it's fun. Um, However, most people don't really understand what fun is. But if we're talking about fun, then fun itself, like people, the first thing they think of is the most obvious one. Laughter, imagination, uh, curiosity, being relaxed, no penalties, no outcomes, right? And that's the, that's the one that most people's brains go to when they think about fun. But, you know, Nicole Lazaro, uh, she's a really important person in this, you know, sort of this field in this study of gamification. She's the founder of XEO Design. And she actually looks past just easy fun and looks at hard fun, that will be the challenge, the overcoming the obstacles, the the games we were just talking about, risk, um, you know, checkers, chess. Well, chess will fall into another category further, which is more serious fun, Um, but really hard fun is this, this idea of being able to overcome an obstacle in order to get to a goal. And it's that reaching that goal that makes that fun. And then we have serious fun. So, that I mean, chess falls into hard fun and serious fun, but really, serious fun is about developing meaning. It's changing the way that you think about something, um, anticipating, uh, predicting. Um, you know, th- 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 there is no laughter. Yeah, and yet when you finish that, you feel so good. You still, it was still a fun experience. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, the most important element in going back to your your question about the student experience is the people fun. So if you're working on a quiz um, and you're working on that by yourself, that isn't, that isn't fun, but if you have a group of people working on a quiz together, just think about a pub quiz, right? And it no longer becomes how important it is to be yourself, be the most intelligent person in the room, but rather how, how your team work together to be the most you know intelligent team or the one with all the right answers so yeah so gamification isn't just about the about these these fun elements um it, it, but also the actions that we want these players to take it's really actually about how you make the learning experience memorable how you make it sticky so if if we're thinking about our students when if we, we're, we're thinking about the learning, right? and so if we think learning, we want competence, right? We want them to gain the mastery over something. We want our students to be um, to be able to take actions from the for themselves. Right. That it's a voluntary process that they're doing. And so that's why gamification is perfect for education, because if you're if you're going back to what I was saying about this, you know, sort of giving the students opportunity to develop competence. Well, that can be part of the game that they have to master some steps.
0: It's, it's not, it kind of takes it from that level of, all right, you can do the basics. You can just regurgitate the information that we're giving you, but you've not, it's not actually in your head. It's not You're all you'll be, all you're doing is memory recall. It's right. not and you, your... and
1: the, the, my, my point is, is that this can be a fun experience, whether you're teaching them a formula or you're, you're teaching them how to uh, critique an essay. All of that can be a fun experience. Th- one of the things that I want to talk about is how you um, break down games and understand them. Because if you want to gamify something.
0: Okay, What is uh, so what would you define as what's a game that, you, that would happen in an educational setting?
1: Okay, well, games must have three things. They must have components, they must have mechanics and they must have dynamics. Okay. So by components, then this will be things like, um, are you gonna have teams? Are you gonna use game pieces? Are there levels to the game? Are your students gonna go on a quest? What's the environment like? Are there pitfalls? Are there obstacles? And how do all of these things connect to the educative goal or your ILO? So what whatever it is, those those pieces, you have to work out how those things going to form the game pieces if you like if again thinking about monopoly right so if i look at monopoly i've got my money i've got my plastic houses i have my little token pieces to move around but if you're thinking about a game like twister twister and the components are your human body and a sheet on the floor with colors on it yeah right so when you're ter- thinking about how you're going to create an educational gamified experience so <laughs> so that's the sort of thing so you take whatever it is that you're teaching so like let's say i'm teaching academics and i have a formula that i want then all those pieces of the formula how am i going to get it so that that formula can be constructed and then of course there is the um the dirty word in gamification, um, PBL, the okay. points, the badges, and the leaderboards. Okay. Now, those are considered dirty words in gamification <laughs> because it's pointsification rather than a gamification, right? Because everybody just goes, oh, I'll give points. But the problem with just saying okay i'm just going to give points is that it can lead to the students feeling bad you're going to feel absolutely terrible if you don't do well so points need to be thought through
0: does that go to knowing what the student's motivation is going to be as well to
1: and 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 how far apart are those scores going to be you know so if you're using points because Points can be used beautifully, right? They're motivational if they're used correctly, right? But if, you know, if the difference between people is going to be small, then you're much less likely to have people walking away going, I hate my score, therefore I hate this formula. So yeah, you have to be thinking through it and and much more thinking about um, the mechanics So as I said, so a game has components, mechanics and dynamics. And by mechanics, I mean those rules. I mean the objectives that need to be reached, the challenges and the win states. So win states don't need to rely on points, they can do, but can you have the win state be actually constructing that economics formula? Are they able to actually get to what your ILO wanted to achieve, you know? So by the end of this, blah, 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 I will have achieved this. So can you get it to be the same? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, and, and this is actually where, where the fun is. So finally, then, you have your dynamics. Okay. So dynamics are bigger picture they are the environment, they are the narrative. And this is actually where a lot of gamification falls short and where you wind up developing things that are really unpalatable. Um, So there's something called serious games where um, people, I, I don't mean things like chess, I mean things where people have taken a very serious subject like poverty in Africa and developed a game and it's very, very depressing to play, and there's no win state, and there's no real story. And then it's and then it's boring and it's horrible. And so this is one of the, the key things is that. If you're going to gamify something, you want to make sure that there is a progression. You want to make sure that there is, um, that the students have some choices. Mm -hmm. Um, They feel like they're able to develop. Um, And also you want to make sure that the students are touched on an emotional level, which is really like, ooh, you know, I, I know that after this podcast, people are gonna go, what? (laughs) but the stickiness in learning is often about the emotional attachment
0: covered quite a lot there yeah there's a there's a lot of components um and the way that I kind of I kind of came into this thinking that this was very easy to kind of slot into all academic disciplines but after learning just how many different components there are, it doesn't, it now feels more like this is something that can be, is more humanities based rather than I just, I can't, I can't form an emotional attachment to a formula is what I'm trying to say.
1: It can be to anything really. <laughs> it, it, it's just that it's really just about the wind state. But a win state can't be easy. Like, it can't just be like press a button, read a book, and I understand everything. There needs to be a little bit of work to to get to something, you know? So that's why we have the components, the mechanics, and the dynamics. Because those things help us to, when we have reached the win state, to feel victorious. And that's where the emotional connection
0: is. Do you think that there's, like, if you have lots of little wins and that builds up to the big win, do you think it's yes. just as important?
1: Absolutely.
0: Do Do you think it's something that could be integrated into most academic disciplines or do you think that there's Everything. One, it's, is there one particular Everything. in seed that you think this is definitely something that could be?
1: Well, I think you've been talking to Sanderson quite a lot recently, right? And Matthew John Sanderson,
0: Reckley. yeah.
1: Yeah, and you um you guys have been, or he has been going out on field trips. Mm-hmm. That can be turned into a quest. I would say everything can be a game, but not everything can be a fun game. So that's where I would say, like, so for example, if you're thinking, right. I have 40 articles that I want my students to read. I'm going to turn that into a game. Well, you know, word of caution. So if you're going to make the game to read 40 articles about the number of articles, well, all you're going to do is create some cheating because... Who has time
0: to read forty articles? Right. I, I was watching. When um, you say that, I think it was a school, and I think it was a college in the states. But they were as a group of students. They had a shared Google Doc, and That's everyone cool. contributed to it from the classes. And then they started doing it for. So you need to read these papers. So it's like, well, I'll take this paper. You take that paper. You take that paper. Brilliant.
1: And, we and now we have a game. Right. Now we have a cooperative game where different people are reading different things and summarizing and sharing knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so that's a gamified experience. That's a, that's a perfect example. Right. So so that's why you need to think through the elements of a game, and you have to think about what are the penalties? You know, it, it, have you have you made it? impossible to enjoy the experience in which yeah. case not fun not gamified or have you made it so that people want to cooperate or want to compete you know and does that make them feel happy at the end and will they remember will they remember yeah. what it is yeah. Oh, yeah. So if anybody wants to work on a project and gamify something, get in touch because (laughs) I would love to help you out.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you to Karen there for a really interesting chat about gamification in education. Uh, You can find out more about this topic and so much more by visiting our humanities pages, which includes our best practice resources and is full of information from the e-learning team in humanities. There's a link to this from the notes section of the podcast where you can subscribe to the podcast and you'll automatically get the latest episode on release from wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, if you like this episode, tell other people about us or if you have any ideas of things we should be covering, get in touch with us. We love to hear from you. See you next time and stay safe.